It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Standard. Good morning everyone and welcome to Rochdale. I'm delighted to see you all this morning and thank you for coming. The voice there of Azar Ali, the Rochdale by-election candidate who has left the Labour Party facing a storm of criticism. Labour leader Sakir Starmer's judgment has come under fire over a delay in withdrawing the party's support for its Rochdale by-election candidate over remarks he made about Israel. Mr Ali has since apologised after it was revealed he was recorded in a meeting of the Lancashire Labour Party, suggesting that Israel had taken the October 7th Hamas assault, which killed more than 1,200 citizens, as a pretext to invade Gaza. The story was broken by the Mail on Sunday, and over the next 24 hours, Labour stuck by Mr Ali, despite the deeply controversial remarks. But on Monday evening, Labour finally cut ties with Mr Ali, who is understood to have also been suspended from the party pending an investigation. Further information came to light yesterday calling for decisive action. So I took decisive action. It is a huge thing to withdraw support for a Labour candidate during the course of a by-election. It's a tough decision, a necessary decision. But when I say... The Labour Party has changed under my leadership. I mean it. Joining me now is Rachel Berthard, our chief political correspondent. Anti-Semitism has been an issue for the Labour Party previously. How damaging are these latest events with a general election around the corner? Yeah, so this is a major problem for Keir Starmer. He has always been so hot on rooting out anti-Semitism from his party. You know, it's a line he's repeated a lot. We are rooting it out. You know, Jeremy Corbyn, the previous leader, was suspended from the party, remains suspended. And he has said, uh, Sir Keir has said that Jeremy Corbyn will not be making it back into the party because of what happened under the previous leadership. He's suspended many MPs for making what were deemed anti-Semitic comments or saying things that were deemed um, anti-Semitic. You know, Diane Abbott is still suspended. Kate Osmore, um is suspended over anti-Semitism allegations. He has been really saying that rooting anti-Semitism has been a big part of his leadership of the Labour Party. And this is a real problem for him because this guy was selected as the Rochdale candidate and then all these allegations come out and the leadership has to stand stood by him on Sunday night and Monday morning and by Monday evening it became untenable to do so and they've had to drop him and it's a really big problem for the Labour Party not least because they now don't have a candidate in what is a safe Labour seat in Greater Manchester. Is this Sir Keir Starmer's biggest crisis since becoming Labour leader? 
this is certainly one of the bigger crises he's had to face. Obviously, there was a lot of tension in the Labour Party when he took over. He is a very different political style and um, political slant than Jeremy Corbyn. So he had to sort of deal with a lot of people in his party that did not share his political ideals necessarily. And he sort of overcome that. I mean, the thing is, now we're getting closer and closer to election. And with Labour so far ahead in the polls, there's going to be a lot more scrutiny and a lot more eyes on Labour because they are seen as sort of a government in waiting. So the scrutiny that they're facing is much higher now. And over the last few weeks, we've seen that, you know, where they've been really had their policy scrutinised, the £28 billion green pledge that they've dropped. That was sort of, um, they had, you know, a few days where they had to deal up with the fallout from that and now this. So I think this is going to be something that they're going to have to get better at dealing with because over the next few months there's going to be so much more scrutiny and focus on them as a party let's go to the ads stay there to hear more from our chief political correspondent rachel burford about what problems labor is facing in east london it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Still with me is our chief political correspondent, Rachel Burford. Rachel, you've been investigating some of the problems Labour is facing specifically in East London. Just explain what's happening there. Yeah, so now because of the fallout from the Gaza vote last year in the House of Commons, we're seeing suddenly a lot of independent candidates saying that they are going to challenge Labour at the general election in you know specific constituencies in East London and, and elsewhere actually but I think you know in London we've seen these huge pro-Palestinian protests people do have a really big feeling about what's going on in the Middle East at the moment and I think you know Labour now we've we're going to see a lot of um, independent candidates challenging Labour candidates in what are safe Labour seats, mostly. You know, West Streeting is possibly the most high profile of these. His Ilford North constituency has got quite a high Muslim population. There has been a lot of scrutiny on him because he did not vote for a ceasefire when the ceasefire vote was happening in the House of Commons. And um, a British-Palestinian woman called Leanne Mohammed has said she is going to stand in his constituency for the Redbridge Community Action Group. And she is standing on a ticket of no ceasefire, no vote, essentially. And sort of her take is that the Labour Party has relied on Muslims overwhelmingly voting for them at general elections. And they have been let down by the party over Gaza and the crisis in the Middle East. And her stance is that they do not deserve Muslim votes anymore. I went down to 
Wes's constituency in um, Ilford North and spoke to some people there. There was some definitely some hostility towards Labour. There was definitely some disappointment with the way the whole crisis has been handled um, after that horrendous Hamas attack on October 7th. But a lot of Muslim voters were also saying, well, firstly, we're not all going to vote the same way. And we're not all going to vote on one issue, which is a conflict going on 3,000 miles away. While they may have different opinions on it, they've also got mortgages, they use hospitals, you know, they're British citizens and they are feeling the you know same things as, as we are. So it's not like, oh, we're not going to vote for Labour just because of Gaza. Do you think the handling of Israel and the Gaza crisis will be a key issue for voters in the general election? Obviously, the election is a few months off yet. Um, so we're looking at October, November time for the election. We don't know what the situation in Gaza is going to be then for a start. We don't know um, whether there will have been a ceasefire or what will be happening. Also, I think you can see in Rochdale where George Galloway is really galvanising this you know, pro-Palestinian vote and saying to people, you know, Labour don't care about you. But people at a general election as we go to the polls to vote as a country, are not going to be just voting on one issue. There's going to be a myriad of issues where you've got you know, hospital waiting lists, mortgages, crime, cost of living. These are all going to be on people's minds when they actually go to the ballot box at a general election. But one of the things that's sort of coming across from Labour is the fact that the campaigning now has just been made so much harder in recent days, we've seen, you know, Deputy Labour leader Angela Rayner being chased down the street by protesters shouting about genocide, why she supports genocide, etc. We've seen, you know, Rachel Reeves yesterday was um, chased down the street by protesters. There is this sort of feeling among some of the Labour Party that in safe Labour seats, you know, places like Tower Hamlets, Newham, they're going to suddenly be facing these really horrible campaigning days where they're being uh, chased down the streets or, you know, hustings where people are sort of shouting about horrendous things going on 3,000 miles away. And it's just not going to be a sort of nice, smooth, easy campaign in some of these areas as they possibly were expecting. There's quite a few independent candidates now who've sort of declared that they're standing in East London particularly um, you know we've already seen quite a lot of defections from Labour um, at a local level so councillors defecting from Labour to stand as independents over the you know countries over the party's um, stance on Gaza and I, although I don't think they'll necessarily propose much of a threat at the general election, it is just about how the campaigning is going to go and how Labour is going to have to change its campaign strategy, maybe. Labour has actually started polling Muslim voters. And I think there is a little bit of realisation now in the party that maybe they underestimated the anger that there was among some people about the way they've approached this Gaza crisis. I think a lot of it stems from the interview that Keir Starmer gave to LBC just sort of after the October 7th attacks in Israel. It, it was sort of seen as him slightly suggesting that Israel has the right to turn off water and power to Gaza. He obviously came back a few days later and said that's not what he meant. You know, Israel does have to, Israel should not be committing war crimes and it does have to work within international law. But I think 
there was a lot of anger about that. And that has sort of escalated quite a bit among some people. And we've seen quite in the wake of that last late last year, we saw quite a few councillors defect um, or form their own independent groups. Newham Council now has three independent councillors when it was a previously completely Labour council. So they're sort of leading an opposition party there now. And they say they're going to select um, candidates to stand in the borough there at the general election. Um, you've got Rishnara Ali and Bethnal Green and Bow. Um, Muhammad Akunji, who was Shamima Begum's lawyer, is going to stand against her there. He's saying she was you know, silent on um, on Gaza because she abstained in the ceasefire vote in Parliament. I think there's a lot of sort of bitterness going into the campaigns at the moment. And I think that is slightly worrying for Labour. And it means they're going to have to switch up their campaign strategy a little bit in certain areas. You can read more from Rachel Burford on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper or on our website, standard.co.uk. And that's it from this episode. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.